Hello from Bear and Kura, a podcast from the Land of Oz Information Services. I love you, Kura. I love you, Bear. This is episode four of the Bear and Kura podcast. We're going to talk about our opinions of sports. It should be a very interesting topic today because of uh, someone's joy of sports and someone's lack thereof. Do you play any sports? Hardly ever. I've never enjoyed sports. But in the last year, we have tried some new things. And I have discovered that I don't mind playing putt-putt golf. I guess that's a sport. Although we don't, we don't keep score or anything. We we just hit the ball. And we have also started bowling. Although we do the the bowling with the the ramp where you roll the ball down the ramp, and always with the uh, bumpers, bumpers up. up. Yeah. We'll do like most bowling alleys. I guess the place that we go to has a all afternoon like from noon to five o'clock for one price. And um, since I'm unemployed right now, we we can do that. And and when you divide it out by the number of games we play, it's it's a reasonable price. But other than that, uh, when I was in school, we would have the dreaded... Gym class? Well, um, choosing sides which I was always last or near the the last one to be picked. And so I I played football and basketball and baseball and dodgeball and those kind of things in PE class. But I never... You never signed up for anything like outside of school to play? No. Oh, wait. I believe... Between like second and third grade, I signed up for Little League. I don't I don't have a lot of memories of those times, but I do know that I signed up for Little well, League. You don't have a memory of those times because didn't you have a baseball accident? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was in third grade. Um, we had divided up teams and we were playing baseball and uh, we were lined up to bat and the kid who was in front of me he hit the ball one of the few times he ever hit the ball, and he was so excited he threw the bat and he threw it right at my head. Mm. And there was all kinds of blood and pain. And uh, my mother took me to the hospital. Here's an interesting side story: when I was at the hospital in the wheelchair with this big pack of ice on my face, this candy striper comes up and she says. Oh, what happened to you? And I, I, for the, put, for, for, I, I for, dropped, young, for younger people, explain who Candy Striper is. Oh, it was a young, like, nurse volunteer. Okay. All right. Just say, I knew that, but. Um, when, when I pulled the ice pack away from my face, she recoiled in horror. <laughs> I don't know what she saw, but, but she was horrified. Wow. And uh, I, my eye was all bloody for months and months. Um, Did you have to have surgery? Y- well, 
I had eight internal stitches and eight external stitches to to pull the wound together. Okay. And um, I don't really have a whole lot of memories before that. Hmm. Maybe that would explain a lot about me. <laughs> that's crazy. Anyway, yeah. that, that's one time I played baseball that, that I remember, but I, I believe it was the year before that I signed up for Little League Baseball, and I don't really know what possessed me to do that. I was terrible, terrible, terrible at it. Nobody wanted me to play, and I didn't. Uh, you, you, you didn't really want to play either? You I think didn't. you were kind of encouraged by your parents? No, I don't think so. I don't really know why I wanted to sign up for that. But I didn't any after I didn't sign up for any sports ever after that. Hmm. So yeah, I, well, I can imagine some sort of injury like that would do that would make you want to pursue it. Uh, I don't think it was the in. I I just I'm just not good at you, sports. You just, yeah, and I don't care for the competition. Uh, it just wasn't your lane. Yeah, yeah. I liked reading. Mm-hmm. I, I was. Uh, a geek, you know, back in the days when that was not a a good word. Before Big Bang Theory, uh, yeah. Sort of, Big Bang Theory kind of made being a nerd popular. Yeah. <laughs> Did you um, play any kind of sports? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Safe to say, I I I was the I played it all. I uh, the fall I played football up until. Eighth grade, played basketball. Everything up until high school I played. I played basketball, baseball, football, uh, skateboarded, uh, played beach volleyball through high school just for fun. In college, I did that. Uh, The main sport that I really did was uh, – basically, the little short story was uh, going into uh, freshman year of high school, I was getting in a lot of trouble. Grades were terrible. I was hanging out with not a bad bad crowd, but I was I was just skateboarding all the time. I would be a little skate rat, and my mom made me uh, join the uh, crew team, rowing team, back home. And um, your mother made you? Yeah, she's like, "You're going to do this." So I think it was a little bit of structure. Uh, you know, she was full time. She worked full time. My dad worked full time. He worked third shift. So it was something for me to do and. I swore up and down that I was going to hate it, and by the time the spring ended and summer began, I couldn't wait to get back in the boat. So then I, I wound up rowing all four years in high school, and that actually eventually got me a scholarship to WSU, just a small partial scholarship. That's how I wound up in Kansas, was on a athletic scholarship to for rowing at WSU. But yeah, I, I, I played all sorts of sports growing up. I Yeah, I was... I was always out and about doing something like that. I recall that your mother said that she spent a lot of money on knee surgery from a basketball accident. Uh, well, the first time it was a basketball accident. Uh, what happened was, uh, well, no, it wasn't a basketball. It was a football accident. I was playing street football with friends, and a, one of the guys on the other team tackled me awkwardly. I, I just remember I fell down. It hurt really bad. Uh, I felt like someone grabbed a, a bucket of cold ice water and poured it on my knee. So, didn't know really what happened. Got up and tried to run the kickoff because I got a touchdown. Tried to run the kickoff back, but I couldn't put any pressure on my knee. Went to a local doctor. The local doctor said there was nothing wrong with it. 
Well, at the time, I was going to a diabetes control and complications trial in Philadelphia. About a month or month and a half later, went up to see them, and the doctor for that trial saw that my knee was swollen. He's like, there's something wrong there. I'm going to uh, send you to a specialist, a knee specialist. And so I went to go see this knee specialist in, uh, outside of Philadelphia. Uh, and this is right when arthroscopic knee surgery was coming mainline, but I basically blew out my knee. I, I tore my anterior cruciate ligament, my posterior cruciate ligament, my medial meniscus, and I broke my patella. The first doctor gave us a terrible <laughs> diagnosis. So yeah, I had to have, uh, like I said, arthroscopic knee surgery. And that was my junior year in high school in the fall. And then I re-damaged it my, the, the winter of my senior year. Well, I do remember when you had your leg amputated, it was below the knee amputation, mm-hmm. and your mother made the comment that I'm glad you got to keep the knee because we spent so much money on the surgery for it. Yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, rehab and you know physical therapy and stuff like that for it. So, but yeah, two major knee knee, knee surgeries. I haven't seen you play any sports in the 10 years that we've been together, uh, other than the bowling and the putt-putt. Mm. You, you're sort of confined to watching sports now. Yeah, I mean, well, it's like you know, we've discussed before, we met in November. I lost my leg in March. So that's kind of confined me what I can and can't do. You know, I can't run and jump and do all that anymore. But, you know, I, like I've talked to you in the past, I've d- debated about rowing again and actually contacted the, the coach at WSU about what programs they have set up. And I guess I just haven't jumped on it yet or decided really what I want to do with it. I guess rowing is something that having an amputated leg would not preclude you from doing at all. No, no. I imagine there's probably certain devices, uh, obviously, for... For people who don't know, when you row, you there's uh, foot stretchers that you put your feet into that kind of like bolt into the bottom of the boat. So I imagine um, it, there might be some sort of device. But when I did talk to the coach, he was saying they were getting the Wichita Rowing Association, which has nothing to do with Wichita State University Rowing, uh, had a donations or fundraisers or something like that for people who had disabilities kind of like mine so they could row. And I would be concerned that you would need some kind of a quick release thing. So if the boat tipped over, you know, you wouldn't be trapped, stuck to the boat. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, you could, they just, your feet kind of just, basically, it's like there are shoes that are in the boat, for lack of a better term, that are bolted in there, foot stretchers, they call them. And you basically, it's, they're just sneakers that you tie your shoes into. But I mean, it's been, Almost 30 years since now, about 25 years since I wrote. So I'm pretty sure the technique, the, the, the technology might have changed. But yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, it's something I'm still debating on if I want to do or not. What sports do you like to watch on TV? <laughs> well, you know this. Uh, I will watch anything on TV, ranging from all the major sports to the non major sports. I mean, I watch. Major national sports, I'll watch soccer, men's and women's soccer. I'll watch that. 
I'll watch any kind of Olympic sport. I, I love the Olympics. I'll watch that. I won't watch anything that has to do with driving a car or racing a car or anything with four wheels or two wheels. That has no interest. It does not interest me whatsoever. But no, I will. Yeah, I, I'll watch anything. Uh, my favorite thing probably to watch on TV is football. Uh, men's men's college and NFL. So I'm a diehard Notre Dame fan. Diehard 49ers fan. But you don't watch NASCAR. No, will not watch NASCAR. I, I'd rather watch. I'd rather have my nails pulled out and watch paint dry at the same time than watch NASCAR. You're not interested in watching people turn left and turn left and turn left for turn hours left. on end. Yeah, and I just yeah, I, yeah. I have no interest whatsoever. Like I said. And you watch the Olympics. Yes. You watch pretty much everything on the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. What sports do you like to watch on TV? Well, not much. Um, speaking of the Olympics, I do sort of enjoy Olympic wrestling. Okay. Not professional wrestling. No, big difference. I think that ballet is not choreographed as much as professional wrestling is. <laughs> That's probably true. But I, Olympics wrestling is sort of the bastard stepchild of the Olympics. You, they don't cover it very much. If, if you want to see it live, you've got to watch it when it happens at like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. They don't even cover any, like, synopsis of it. I, I don't really understand. It wasn't wrestling one of the first Olympic sports? Yes. Well, the, the, I think the wrestling you're talking about that you enjoyed watching is the Roman Greco. Uh, I think they took it out. I think they just added it back in, but I knew they took it out for, like, one or two Olympics. But it was one of the original sports that was in the Olympics, obviously. I mean, the Olympics started back with Greece. It started the, the the Olympics, and obviously Roman Greco wrestling was one of the first sports at the time. But then they have other wrestling too. They have like freestyle wrestling, which is more of the wrestling that uh, you would see in like high school, I believe. I'm not that familiar with it, all of that. So you you <clears throat> never see like high school wrestling on TV. No, and I, I don't know that I'd be interested in it. Even no, it was. it's a different kind of wrestling too. It's a, the Roman Greco is more of an upright, standing wrestling. Uh, whereas, uh, from what I understand, like the the freestyle wrestling is more down on the ground. But yeah, I'm, I'm no expert by any means in the wrestling. That's one of the sport. I mean, I'll watch it, but I mean, I, like I said, I watch the Olympics, but I have interest in certain things more so than others. And when you have a game on, I will watch along with you at least for a while, most of the time. Yeah, you 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 watch college football. And yeah, I was going to comment. That, you you watch college football. I don't like. Pro I like college football a lot more than professional football. Yeah, because because it's it's less violent. Yeah, and then I explained to you the one time you were asking why, and I'd explained to you that the the, the NFL, the the caliber of talent and. Speed and athleticism is way higher there. Uh, and you have maybe the top 3 to 5% of maybe college football players make it to the NFL. So you have the best of the best, the fastest of the fastest. 
and that's why it's so much more violent. Uh, they both try to take steps where to kind of ensure safety, player safety, not safety. Uh, but it's it's still a violent sport. It's uh, no matter which way you look at it. Yeah, and, and I think college players they're not getting thousands and thousands of dollars for each game that they play. So they're probably thinking to themselves, I'm not going to let myself get hurt. Uh, well, it's, things are changing. They actually can get paid now. Not every one of them, though. But no, it's it, they have other things to worry about. You know, they obviously have their studies to do. They can They can only see their coach, I think. They're only allowed to practice up to 17 hours a week or be with the coach up to 17 hours a week in college football. But yeah, it's they're not getting paid six figures easily. I mean, I think the average salary, if you come off the practice squad and play in one NFL game, is like three hundred fifty thousand dollars for a game, and that's that's if you're coming off the practice. I hate saying it, but if you're a scrub, and those guys aren't scrubs by any means, but they're they're guys that are barely making it into the league, make barely making the league and making three hundred fifty thousand dollars for every single game. And my numbers are probably completely off, but they're not your superstars like Tom Brady, uh, uh, anybody, you know, stands out in the league right now. Well, I realize that professional football is an entertainment industry and therefore money is involved. Do you think the violence is somewhat corrupted by the money that, that they maybe seek out a little bit more violence just to make it more entertaining for the fans? No, actually the NFL's made, uh, try to cut down on the, the violence. Well, the injuries. I mean, when you when it's a violent sport, there's going to be injuries. And they've taken steps where you, you, can't, you can't spear people, which is basically leading a tackle with hitting with a helmet so you can get ejected. Other, you know, or, you know. Uh, hitting the quarterback late, you get penalized, you can get fined off the field for doing certain things. The, the the league will go back in after the games are over and look at certain plays to see if the person needs to be fined due to a dirty hit, stuff like that. It's it, The game's cleaned up. It's, it's not nearly as violent as it was 30, 40, 50 years ago where guys, you know, would, they... they they were dirty, uh, things would happen at the bottom of the scrum, stuff like that. It's just, they've tried to clean it up, but in, inherently it's it's just a violent sport. I mean, so. I've begun to notice lately that players aren't getting away with things that they obviously were before. Now, now you see there are even penalties, you know, for them saying bad things. Oh, yeah, or, or, or celebrating too much, or, yeah. You know, unsportsmanlike conduct, one of the fouls they'll call. Uh, I think it's a 15-yard penalty. But, like, if like if you uh, if you have a dirty hit, they'll give you one warning. You do it again, you're out of the game, depending on the severity of the, the hit. So That seems like a new thing to me. Uh, yeah, it's that's more – I mean, they're, they're, they're getting tighter and tighter with the rules. And I understand now they put GPS trackers and – microphones on all the players yeah I, I know about the gps trackers that's why you see all those commercials where it says this person was running like 21.2 miles an hour and the ball was thrown these da, 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 da. and that's how you know there was a 7.5 percent chance that you know 
that they, yeah. So there's a lot of that. I, I believe, I know that there's, some of the guys are mic'd up because the, the coaches will call in the plays of the quarterback. And then I believe like the defensive captain has it. And then also you'll see during the game, like John Doe, middle linebacker for Philadelphia Eagles, whatever. You know, we have him mic'd up for the game. Let's see what he says. But it's, it's heavily censored because, yeah, it's, it's not like your Sunday school teacher talking. These guys, you know, they're using quite a bit of profanity. So it's, it's all edited and. And I'm sure they're phasing it in so older players aren't suddenly faced with the microphone. It's, it's probably the newer players who are, how do I put that? that it's going to be part of their, their form of living now that having a microphone on them while they play is, is going to be common. Yeah, I, I suppose. I mean, I imagine these guys are probably used to the cameras being on them all the time. I mean, I can't imagine how many cameras they used for one single NFL game. And as the, you know, the season goes on, there's more and more cameras. You know, the bigger the game, the playoffs, there's more reps, there's more cameras. And I'll bet the players are probably taught basics of PR because, you know, they get interviewed live during the game. Oh, they yeah. probably have to practice, you know, what they're going to say. Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, you I mean, you always joke. I mean, a lot of them seem like canned responses. Like, you know, we gave 110% today and, you know, you know, it's just, yeah, I mean, but, I mean, these guys, they've been in, doing it for so long, obviously. I know, I know like, in college, uh, they have orientation where you stay away from certain boosters and, you know, if someone approaches you about this, you can't do this because it'll, you know, it'll break NCAA viola, you know, violation rules, violations. Um, yeah, these these guys go through a lot of meetings and training and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, the NFL wants to have a squeaky clean image, so they uh, they constantly have committees and rules and stuff like that. So. So we know that you're not much of a sports person. Do you ever enjoy watching any kind of sports live? I don't believe I've ever seen a live sporting event ever no. in my life. No. Well, I can't say that. In high school, one of the classes that I attended, it was it was like a business class. And as part of that... I would manage the concession stands. I, I I wasn't like cooking the hamburgers and making the popcorn or whatever. But you're, I was managing, you're making, making change. No, well, just making sure that the people who were working it were getting their jobs done. Okay. Sort of like a restaurant manager, I guess. So I was at games. Those were mainly football and basketball games. But I never never watched. I was just always managing the concession stand. Well, we, we so that's went, the only live sports I believe I've ever been No, we, we went and watched a hockey game together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think we came in on the middle of the game because by the time you got off work, the game had already started. Mm -hmm. And the handicapped seats were clear up at the top, but I was fine with that because nobody could sit behind me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we really enjoyed that. Yeah, you enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. it was... I forgot about that. Yeah. 
that's probably the only live sporting event I've ever seen. Well, did you ever, you went to the, well, I, some people might not consider uh, the Highland Games. Uh, well, okay, yeah, I didn't go for the games yeah. uh, because they also had a Renaissance Festival. Yeah, and that's normally where they have those. But I mean, that's kind of a sporting event too, where they do the caper toss and stuff like that. I mean, it's not main mainstream sports, but it's still com- competition. I probably have only seen one caper being tossed, but yeah, yeah, I've I've seen that. Yeah. What live sports have you seen? Uh, anything and everything. Uh, I've been to professional baseball games, football games, basketball games, college, um, you know, been to regattas, obviously. There's nothing like going to a live baseball game. A lot of people don't like baseball, but actually going to the stadium and watching live baseball is incredible. I'm not big on going to live sports any longer. Uh, I always joke with you that, you know, I can watch it on TV in the comfort of my own house, not have to spend, I don't drink anymore, but spend $15 on a beer, uh, but I'm I'm in my own home where it's climate controlled, I don't have to freeze my butt off or sweat my ass off, get up and walk away, you know, and I'm not surrounded by thousands of people that are either drunk or just being obnoxious, and which is fine, people go to those games to be entertained, but. I think in the 10 years we've been together, that one hockey game was the only live game you've been to. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. It is more difficult for you now to get in and out of a stadium and climb the stairs. And and then I also have anxiety when I'm in large crowds now because I'm always worried about me falling or someone that, you know, it just... It's in my own head. I mean, I, I went to one concert and I left early because of uh, I pretty much had an anxiety attack because it was just so crowded, so many people, and yeah, I'm you know just constantly aware of the people around me. And when there's that many people, it's kind of hard to be that aware. But I'm always afraid that someone might knock into me or trip me, and I'll fall, and basically, and then I get embarrassed, obviously. And you don't want to break your prosthetic. That no. was like a $17,000 yeah, piece of yeah, equipment. Yeah, it's expensive. It's real expensive. But yeah, that's one of the reasons I don't go to the live sporting events. But what are some of the sports that you dislike watching? Well, the really violent ones. <laughs> the ones where there's a lot of competition. There are some sports like skiing. I'm trying to think of sports where there there are athletes who are trying to best their own performance. They're not trying to beat up each other or uh, I get like gymnastics, I guess would be one. Okay. The those are ones that I will watch over the ones You, um, you don't like the ones that have physical contact. I I guess, yeah. yeah. Polo Football, basketball, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't care for those as much. Yeah. What about you? Are there sports that you don't like? Dislike, like I said, anything with wheels, pretty much. <laughs> but no, I mean, I watch. Like you joke about, like I, I enjoy watching golf. I, you know, a lot of people don't like watching golf, but. Yeah, well, watch. why watch golf when you could watch paint dry? 
It's because if you've never played, you don't know what it's like. It's, it's, you know, you can go out and play golf and, you know, just a scratch golfer or whatever. You make one good shot. It makes, makes it all the worthwhile. So watching it, you kind of have more of an appreciation for what they do and how hard it is what they do. I have heard people say that every once in a while they'll just hit the ball just perfectly and it'll just zoom at speed, speed away in an, in an incredible way and that it makes up for all of the mm-hmm. other shots. Yeah, I mean, you can go out there and have a terrible round of golf or just just not be very good and you, you make one good shot and the ball does exactly what you want it to do and, like, say you sink a 30, 40 foot putt or you chip the ball in from whatever and it goes in and it makes up for the whole day. Plus, I mean, when, you know, that's one thing that I stopped doing when I lost my leg was golf. It was just too hard to uh, get up and down on the paths and the greens and the fairways and the roughs and all that. Just two, you know, the different angles you got to stand and all that. You know, obviously it's not on a flat surface the whole time. So it makes it kind of difficult. There was one day when we were playing putt-putt. We went to the... What do you call it? The the mini course. And I I dropped the ball and I hit it and it went right in on the first try. I think they call that a hole in one. Hole in one, yeah. It didn't, I wasn't elated. I was just shocked. (laughs) Just absolutely surprised (laughs) that I could even. But did it make you feel good when you made it? No, I was just shocked. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are the mathematical odds? That's probably the only time in my life that's ever going to (laughs) happen. That's funny. More of a question for me, but do you have any favorite sports athletes that you like? Or Okay. Gus Kenworthy. Do you know who that is? I have is? no idea who that is. He, he is an Olympic athlete. I'm not sure what sport... I, I know that he's he's openly gay. He's just pretty. <laughs> yes, he is a very attractive man and likes to post on social media with his shirt off a lot. Mm. So that's so that's why you like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, he's easy. The, the only one that I can think. He's you know, easy on the eyes. Yeah, the only athlete that, whose name I can actually think of. Yeah, but that's mainly because. He's gay and he's pretty. <laughs> At least you're honest. <laughs> really nothing to do with his athletic ability, I guess. That's too funny. Who is your favorite professional athlete? I, I really don't have any. Uh, there's certain players that I enjoy watching more so than others. I mean, the favorite player on the 49ers is Kyle Hulschek. He uh, is a forward, uh, fullback for the 49ers. I like him. I actually have his jersey. Just like the way he plays. NBA, the only, uh, I kind of got back into the NBA because of, uh, Steph Curry. I just like to watch, watch the way he plays. You know, guy can shoot the ball from anywhere on the court and make it. It's kind of revolutionized the game in certain ways, but I really don't, I cheer for my teams. I just don't have any standout certain players that I, you know, just absolutely jewel over. And, you know, I have an appreciation for the great players, but. I, yeah, I just don't have a standout, you know. I, yeah, I, I just don't, I guess. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of the sports and, and the competition, but I'd say probably just not 
any certain players or so you like them as athletes but you don't really care if they're people or not no because i mean it's like you have some of these people that are fans that when you hear what they have to say about stuff and no i i don't care i mean they're just they're they're human beings just like the rest of us they have problems you know even though they're rich and everything and successful there's they all of us get it the same way in the morning we all put our pants on the same way one leg at a time uh, I do it even though I only have one leg, but I still have to put my <laughs> pants on the same way everybody else does. So, I, yeah, I'm not that type of fan where it's... That's fair. Uh, do hear in, in interviews, people will say, who is your favorite celebrity? But you never hear, like, who is your favorite plumber? Who is your favorite uh, lawyer? Yeah, I mean, they're just doing their jobs, and... People who put them on pedestals and all that stuff—they're just human beings. But you know, I don't—I don't want to hear their political stances. I could care less. I want to see them play the sport that they're getting paid to do. I don't go ask the person who dry cleans my clothes what their political stances are, and I, I don't want to interview them. So I don't, I'm not going to put an athlete just because they're multimillionaires up on a pedestal and ask their opinions on things. Do you feel the same way about other celebrities? Yeah, I, I I could care less, really. I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, I get, well, I guess you know if you know, obviously I'm left wing and all that stuff. I'm I'm not going to want to hear from a right wing uh, religious religious zealot, you know, who has different completely different views. Um, so, like. Um if you found out that a singer had political views that you completely disagreed with, you'd stop listening to their singing? Uh, yeah, I mean, if they were homophobic and anti, you know, gay rights and stuff like that, yeah, I want to I wanna spend a dime on their music. But I couldn't tell you the last time that I bought, like, an album or, you know, everything's streaming now where it's free, you know, I don't... But, like, yeah, I mean... I buy, like, the stuff that I buy for, like, for being a Notre Dame fan or a 49er fan or a Boston Red Sox fan. I never buy, like, the Kyle Hooschek jersey that I have for the 49ers. That's the only jersey that I have with someone's name on it. We do have a lot of sports things around the house, especially Notre Dame stuff. Yeah, yeah. Our house, I joke with people at work. You go into my house and it's, you could tell who I'm a sports fan of. But yeah, it's a bunch of Notre Dame stuff, a bunch of Boston Red Sox, Shocker stuff. So, Shocker, Wichita State, obviously. But most of it's Notre Dame. Oh, Notre Dame is a Catholic university. Yes. That that doesn't make a difference to you? No, it really doesn't. Do Do you think it's... Because they're a Catholic university, they're a homophobic, a homophobic institution. Well, I don't. Th well, the Catholic. I don't know. That's that's a whole other conversation, right there. Some people said that the church is homophobic. Some people don't. I mean, it's there's there's parts of every religion that people will turn and skew and say that they're homophobic, then there's other people that read the Bible a different way and says it's not homophobic. So, I mean... And you haven't really seen anything homophobic about Notre Dame? No, no. 
I don't know that I have either. And I mean, I don't, I don't dive into it and dig deep. I mean, if you, if you, you can find problems with anything. Uh, I know the 49ers, I know it's not, you know, the university, but they actually have a, uh, a whole department set up for the gay community. Obviously, it's based in San Francisco, so they better try to cater towards the gay community. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, I've, I've never seen any Notre Dame come out with anything that says they were against the gay movement. I guarantee there, there's gays. There's been gay athletes on those teams. You might not have heard about it, but pretty sure that there's been gay athletes that came through Notre Dame. There's gay students. Have you ever met a sports celebrity? Yeah. Funny story about that. Uh, a few years back, I went to a Kansas City Chiefs game. And I was up there with a friend of mine. Uh, his nickname's Catfish. We, uh, we were staying at the Westin, and the Denver Broncos were in town to play the Chiefs. And he was a big fan of uh, Eddie McCaffrey. His son actually plays in the NFL. Now Christian McCaffrey is a big star, but he played for the Broncos. And my buddy Catfish wanted to meet Ed McCaffrey. And uh, we're sitting in the lobby drinking beers and all that stuff. And we're down there for about two hours. Finally, I'm like, I'm done. I'm going to go back up to the room. He's like, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to get his autograph. Well, I decided to go back up to the room and I get in the elevator. The next thing, the elevator door opens up and it's Ed McCaffrey. And his wife and his son, and Christian McCaffrey, who's now in the NFL, might have been, he was younger than 10 years old, step into the elevator. And it was just kind of funny that my buddy Catfish was waiting in the lobby to get his autograph, and I'm standing in the elevator <laughs> with him. And, you know, the right thing would have been to call my buddy up and say, hey, he's up in his room. I met him in the, in the, uh, the elevator, but I went up to the room, had more drinks, watched TV. He finally showed up about two and a half hours later, completely faced. He's like, I never ran into him. I'm like, yeah, I know. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I rode in the elevator with him back to his room. He was in the elevator when I came back up to the room. He was a little upset that I didn't call him and tell him. <laughs> but it was rather amusing. But yeah, I've, I've met athletes. But I mean, I've met uh, Jose Canseco, who was an old uh, baseball player. He was an asshole. Um, met him in Atlantic City. Seriously? Oh, he was an asshole, yeah. I went to a baseball card convention, and uh, I wanted to get his signature, and I I had some, it was like a rubber ball, and he wouldn't sign it. It's like, I'm not going to sign it unless it's a real baseball. So, and I think I was like 12 or 13 at the time, and I was a fan of his until after that happened, and I was like, he, he can eat, yeah, he can eat a bag of dicks for all I care, because yeah, he was just a piece of crap. I'm a 12-year-old kid looking to get a signature. I don't care what he signs. But he was just being a But, yeah, I mean, I've met them, but I don't put them on pedestals, like I've said. So, have you ever met any sports celebrities? Not knowingly. I, I may have run across one and didn't know who it was. But as far as I know, I've never met any. Yeah, well, I could see that. If you're not a, a, a fan... You would, you know, like Ed McCaffrey could have gotten the elevator. You would have no idea who he yeah, was. I, I wouldn't so, know. Kind of covered this already, but have you? You've never participated like in a school team or anything like that. No, I never have. Have you? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I had a scholarship to WSU for rowing. Yeah, but I mean, before 
high school and rowing, like I said, I played football and baseball and basketball and all of that. But, you know, that was a long time ago. And those were all official school teams. It yeah. It wasn't like yeah. weekend football. Or- no, no. And then in, high, in college, we played uh, intramurals. But, I mean, really the only sport. What, what is that word? Intramural. Yeah, what does that mean? It's just a, uh, just a like, club. Intramural, you come up with a team. And then they just have, like, intramural basketball, intramural flag football, soccer. It, generally, it was for the fraternity house that I would do those sports. But, I mean, the only school team that I ever really was a part of was the Atlantic City High School rowing team and then Wichita State's crew also, or rowing. Was um was there any sports that you would like to try? Well, other than the ones that I have tried here recently, the putt-putt and bowling, I don't know. I, I don't know what I would be qualified to do so no there really isn't any that i would want to try that i haven't come do you have any ideas of any that i could try not really i really don't i mean the like some people would say like the bowling and the putt-putt we do they're not sports they're activities (laughs) that's 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 fair um no there's really not i mean I'm 48. I, you know, like the only thing I thought about maybe getting back into is rowing, but I don't think I could do like weekend football. No, no. Uh, I'm, I mean, I, I'm. A, I'd be worried I'd hurt my back. Yeah. And even flag football. In in fact, there's there's a story uh, in my uh, my grade school. They they didn't play full contact football, but they would play flag football. Hmm. Which you wear this like belt that had these what they called flags, yeah, little pieces of cloth stuck on them with Velcro, and the idea was to pull those flags off instead of tackling. And our school did not have enough flags, flags for everyone in the team, so the coach said, "Well." You don't have to wear one because nobody's ever going to throw you the ball. Oh, wow. Anyway. Wow. That's terrible. <laughs> that's just terrible. <laughs> um, guess, presuming you have the talent, would, would you play a sport for a living? Okay. The first part of that question changes the second part of that question. <laughs> because if I had the talent, Maybe I would feel differently about sports if I was if I was an athlete. I, I most certainly would uh, would want to play for a living if it you know if it was a good living. Yeah. I if I didn't end up paying more in medical bills than than you know what I earned. Mm. Uh, sure, I I would play a sport I, you're probably surprised to hear that yeah i am actually just but i imagine because of the competition but i mean if you could, if you obviously had the talent then you'd be more inclined to play it uh if i could ski and people would pay to see me ski i would do that of course i think anybody anybody i think who had the talent and the ability to do it would do it i rode for a long time and i did it for just for the love of the sport in rowing, you don't make any money. And, I mean, it was still, obviously, it was in high school and college. But, I mean, it did get me a partial scholarship to 
to college. So, I mean, it opened a lot of doors for me. And it is very much a team sport. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there's individual ones, single skulls and stuff like that. But on the collegiate level, it's mostly team-oriented, the top boat that you could be in, generally the Varsity 8. So we got to the program now. That's your favorite. What is your favorite joke right now? Okay. What does a baseball player do when they can't see as well? I have no idea. This is going to be a zinger, though. (laughs) So what does a baseball player do when he can't see anymore? Become an umpire. (laughs) That's good. That's really good. (laughs) That's that's really good. (laughs) Well... Thank you for participating in this. I knew uh, the sports talk was not something you wanted to do. So I imagine we'll probably never touch on this again. So I guess that's enough sports talk for now. I hope everyone enjoyed listening. This is Kira. And this is Bear. Goodbye for now. (laughs) Goodbye. You have been listening to the Bear and Kura podcast, a production of the Land of Oz Information Services. We can be contacted via email using the address podcast.com at oz.com and oz is spelled a-w-e-s